Mike check, one, two, one, two. A taste to consider. A taste to consider podcast. I'm back. Back for another episode. Let's go. Mike check. Let this play for a bit. Let's go. Get at me, dog. Get at me, dog. Get at me, dog. Get at me, dog. Mic check one, two, one, two. It's your boy, Dirk Silver, back for another episode. A taste to consider podcast. Yes, let's get into it. Another episode. Let's get into it. Let's start the show. I'm feeling good. It's a Saturday night. I'm starting a little later than I expected. It's 9 o'clock right now. I anticipate starting around 7.30, but uh, let's start the show. It's a Taste to Consider podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver, back for another episode. Another week has ended. Another week set to begin. Let me check these settings on the board. Uh, Mike check, one, two, one, two. Yes, Saturday evening. I'm starting a little Saturday night. Shoot, I'm starting a little later than expected. Um, my brother came through today. Um, was chilling in the basement a little while, talking and stuff. So that was cool. Um, shoot. Yeah, started off music. Pre-gaming, uh, DMX, the inf- sort of unfortunate news when I woke up this morning that um, he had an overdose and that he was um, in critical condition. So uh, sending prayers and positive vibes, positive vibrations to DMX. Oh, man, it's tough. Um, DMX is one of my favorite rappers. Definitely back when, you know, especially when he came out back in the day. Um, he came out a couple of years after the the passing of Tupac. So it was refreshing to have that um, that aggressive rap again. And, you know, I wasn't so into the shiny suit rap and stuff like that. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Prayers to DMX and his family. Man, this is a tough situation right here. Um, anybody know DMX know that he's been dealing with, uh, his addiction, his drug addiction for, shoot, for majority of his life. So I always look at, you know, uh, drug addictions, any type of addictions as, you know, a symptom of mental illness. And, you know, a lot of times what gets focused on in society is, uh, drug addictions and um 
alcohol addictions, but there's so many types of addictions that people have that don't have, you know, outside of just drugs and alcohol, you know. People have addictions to shoot damn near anything, and it all stems from some sort of trauma that happened in their childhood. And DMX has always been very transparent about, you know, his his life and his childhood in particular. I mean, he talked about it in, in songs and everything. So, um, you know, he's a he's a lesson to to everybody that you know just to just shows that you can be in the limelight and you know be going through a lot so and and just you know just the how trauma mental illness and and you know uh any type of pain uh mental emotional pain can just have you um trying to find a trying to fill a void through you know substances and any other type of um any anything i mean i talked about it last show uh talking about you know uh filling the void of self-love self-worth self-value and stuff like that and through cheating you know you're not getting it in your relationship and stuff and you trying to seek it out uh through other women or other men and stuff like that you know love and affection um, so, you know, it's a difficult situation. Um, uh, that's why um, it's important to be very self-aware of, you know, um, the decisions that you make and, and you know, uh, what's the cause, what's the root cause of them, you know, where, 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 where's everything stemming from? But... Um, I am smoking a punch cigar, one of the cigars that was in the uh, the pack that I bought and that I spoke about on the last episode, uh, punch cigar. It's a punch deluxe cigar. Pretty good cigar. Got a good pull to it. Um, I like it. Um, I'm drinking, uh, I'm pairing it with some Hennessy. Good old faithful Hennessy, you know. Uh, lately, I've it, it's always funny because I've been drinking Hennessy and I loved Hennessy for so many years. It was the go-to in the club and all that other stuff. And recently, you hear a lot. You hear a lot of people talking about how terrible Hennessy is, and it's just it's odd to me, especially when some of the people be talking about it and I see some of the stuff that they drink and I'll be like, man, you talking about Hennessy and you drinking that trash? But yeah, Hennessy, that's that's my go-to. It's good old faithful. And, and you know, this is how I describe Hennessy right here. Once it hits your lips, it is so good. I <laughs> I love Hennessy. I ain't gonna lie. Um, yeah. Today was a a good day. Um, week was good. Honestly, um, I didn't do anything spectacular. I've just been enjoying my company. I've been enjoying my own company and. Um, 
as you know, I, I telework, so I'm at home majority of the time these days. So I enjoy my company. Um, I didn't, you know, have anything that really stressed me out or nothing like that. Um, everything just was great. And I finally got down to Roman Rooster to have that chicken sandwich. Um, I've talked about this before on uh, the episode, past episode, Capitalism, around the time when the Popeye's chicken sandwich was going, you know, everybody was going crazy over the chicken sandwich. And and my review of the Popeye's chicken sandwich is that was trash. That shit was trash. I mean, I think that's um, verbatim what I said. That shit was trash. <laughs> um, I love chicken sandwiches. And um, the top of my list was, has always been uh, Chick-fil-A. But I had this Roman Rooster, Joan. That Roman Rooster, man, that chicken sandwich was good as hell. Um, it was my first time having it. I wish I would have got two of them <laughs> so I can eat the other one after I finished recording. But, yeah, that sandwich was good as hell. So um, anybody in the DMV area, you know, you already know. You are you should already know about it because um, it's very popular right now in the area. So check that joint out if you haven't already checked it out. Um, so let's get into the topics. I got a, um, a few topics. Um, already have a title for the show. Uh, <laughs> the title for this show uh, is relationship goals until it folds. Relationship goals until it folds. Relationship goals until it folds. <laughs> um, majority of the topics will relate to that title. Um, of course, you know, I always uh, throw some some uh, current event stuff in there, some things that's going on that that's uh, pretty important or prevalent at the moment, and. Uh, I'll start off with the uh, Derek Chavon case. Um, he's the officer that had his his knee on George Floyd's neck, um, basically causing him to die. And I haven't been watching the trial. Um, I just, I didn't want to, honestly, you know, I talked about it last show and I talked about how, you know, they have that trauma horror when they uh, make these um shows, movies, and stuff like that, um, basically reliving certain aspects of the black experience in America, you know, slavery and civil rights, all that other stuff. So I looked at it like this was the same thing. This was, a lot of people call it trauma porn. Um, I, I say, I look at it like it's trauma horror. So um, I haven't been watching the trial, honestly. I see people talk about it on social media, particularly Twitter, but I just I I can't do it because I don't want to relive that. I don't want to hear the people's perspectives of the incident or or see certain things. I don't want I don't want to deal with it. Like I I said to myself a while ago. Like even just scrolling through like Instagram and stuff like that, because um, shit still shit is still happening. You know, black people are still being harassed by cops and stuff like that. Still being killed and all that. So I just don't want to keep saying that stuff because it 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 definitely causes anxiety, it causes paranoia, it can make you depressed, sad, all angry, all of that. It definitely will do that. Is 
excuse me, burp number one. You cannot, you know, you honestly can't get around it being a human being unless you just <laughs> straight cold hearted. But yeah, I couldn't do it. But I have, like I said, I have been seeing stuff on social media, uh, people talking about it and stuff, and then seeing how uh, one thing in particular that stood out to me was the uh, lawyer for Derek Siobhan, and he was claiming that, you know, George Floyd died because of a drug overdose and persisting health issues and stuff like that. And, you know, just crazy. I, I ain't surprised that he would use something like that as his defense and all that. You know, a lot of people was up in arms about it. But I wasn't surprised that he would use that as a defense. You know, um, the cause of George Floyd's death was that knee on the back of his neck, causing him to not be able to breathe, you know, no matter what his uh, pre-existing conditions were. Shit, because if you want to be honest, all of us have some sort of pre-existing condition. Um, but, yes, yeah, it's, it's a tough situation, so... I mean, I won't tell anybody what to do, but I'll just say be cautious with the energy um, that you're going to invite into uh, your mental and emotional space, even physical space, by um, following this trial and stuff. <sighs> Terrible thing, man. Terrible. Like, I'm even just talking about it, I'm getting, um, I'm feeling some type of way. It's just, just sad. I'm sitting here, got the TV on, um, and the Wizards game is on, man. I swear, the, the Wizards are some trash, man. They losing about 20 points right now, but I ain't going to get into that. Um, <laughs> um, another uh, current event or story that has taken place since the last time I've spoken to you is um, there was another... Uh, incident at the U.S. Capitol, and I'm bringing this up because of the hypocrisy with the uh, some of the coverage from uh, mainstream media. Um, no surprise to anybody, honestly, but you know, I'll just bring bring it up a little bit, discuss it a little bit. So. What happened was uh, there was a person who uh, drove his car um, into the U.S. Capitol barricades, and he ended up uh, hitting two officers with his car, U.S. Capitol officers with his car, and killing one of them, killing one of them. And the reports were that after, you know, he... He hit the officers, he got out the car with a knife, and then uh, he was shot to death. The reports right now is that he was a single black male, his name was Noah Green. Um, and what's interesting about it is, like, all of the headlines, once it was reported who he was, all of the headlines started associating him with uh the nation of islam because i don't know if they found this stuff in his home or on his phone or what but he has been they claim he has been a follower of the nation of islam and what's interesting about this situation to me is is we already know the mob the domestic terrorists 
of white people who stormed the U.S. Capitol, broke windows, stole stuff, set in people's offices, um, you know, all the crazy stuff that went down that day. And they were, the media is always was isolating them as lone wolves. They weren't associating them as a, as a group or, you know, any type of affiliation with a group. But soon as this one black guy does what he did, and because he may have looked at a few Nation of Islam websites or articles or something like that, he's affiliated with <laughs> the Nation of Islam, you know? And you can go back and look at the stuff and see how the the media, the mainstream media, covered and um, identified the mob of people as opposed to this one single guy. You know, mainstream media, they it's like a lot of them are just straight up saying the DC attacker, and this is verbatim, the DC attacker has been identified as Nation of Islam member Noah Green. Is <laughs> this the hypocrisy in America, man? It's just like we we can't get around it. I don't know what what we could do. But prayers, you know, to the family of that that uh, U.S. Capitol police officer that was killed. Prayers to his family. Prayers to everybody who was involved. Um, it's it's an unfortunate situation that we got to keep going through stuff like this, and then having to deal with conspiracy theories or people's um, wild perspectives and stuff on it. It's just. It's just too much. And of course, you know, we will never, I ain't going to say we will never, but it seems like we will never get around the, uh, the COVID-19 vaccine. And the reason that I'm bringing this this up because you know I don't I don't talk about it too much on the podcast, but the reason that I I decided to bring it up this this particular episode is because of a lot of the stuff that I've been seeing on social media. Period is like a lot of shaming going on. Whether is people shaming people for getting the vaccine and people shaming people for not getting the vaccine and the shame and the pressure around it. And there's been a lot of news about, you know, vaccine passports that's been going on like that. Um, there's been several states that are saying that they are not, they're going to go against vaccine passports uh, if Joe Biden puts it in place. And it's been, I think, the only state that I've seen actually that said they're going to implement vaccine passports is is New York. Uh, but the the other states or cities have said that they're not going to do it, then, you know, this is not going to happen. But to be honest, I don't believe that I've been vaccine shaming. I know a lot of times on, I haven't pers- been personally doing it, but I know I've liked certain um, pers- uh, perspectives and certain things that people have been saying on social media and stuff. But it would irritate me, honestly, when I've been seeing a lot of people posting their vaccine um, their vaccine cards. And it reminds me of uh, when pe- when voting, the voting time comes around and people be, you know, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out, like, my whole thing is I don't understand um, the reason for people uh, 
posting their vaccine cards and stuff like that. And it, and I'm not saying it to be like, you know, <laughs> I'm not I'm not criticizing, but I just find I just don't understand why people are doing it. And and I'm not saying that those particular people who are posting their vaccine cards are are shaming. There are actually people that are speaking and posting uh, stuff on Twitter and stuff like that, actually shaming people for not uh, getting the vaccine and vice versa. So I'm not going to sit here and say that I haven't been involved in any of the conversations or any, you know, liking anything or retweeting anything like that, because you already know my stance on the vaccine. Um, I'm, I'm not getting in it. I don't plan on getting in it. I think it's weird to get it. But at the same time, my parents have gotten it <laughs> and my, you know, my brother has gotten it. Um, and what's interesting is I saw my I saw my uh, my mom today and uh, she told me that her and my dad got their second shot yesterday. And she was telling me how, you know, how bad both of them had felt after getting it and, the you know, the flu like symptoms that they had. But, you know, the next day they which is today they they uh they're feeling good. Uh, my brother said he, he didn't have any issues. So it's no, you know, it's no, it's definitely, it definitely won't be me criticizing anybody for getting the vaccine because I always feel like, you know, you just do what you want to do, you know. But I think that we're getting to this, we're getting into this, this area now where people are shaming people and pressuring them, trying to pressure them to get the vaccine or feel bad for not getting the vaccine and vice versa. So I just feel like, you know, we need to get to the point where we just leave people alone. They're going to do what they want to do. No, nobody is pressing nobody to get it. If you want to get it, you get it. But, you know, the way that I feel about the vaccine period and why I'm not going to get it is because of a lot of the information that has been put out there about the vaccine, the the um, how fast the vaccine was put together, um, my paranoia or or and anxiety around trusting the government. Honestly, I mean, it is what it is. Um, I've. I have conversations with people who who feel the same way that I do and have some of the similar v views and stuff. Um, so I guess I'll just let out how I how I feel about it, so I can just leave this leave this crap alone because I'm really tired of talking about the vaccine and going back and forth about things. So I just feel like you know. Um, The pharmaceutical companies and all that other stuff—they be on—they they on that bullshit. You know, it's all about money to them. Is this country is built on capitalism? It's all about money. You know, um, I have taking I have taken medication before, uh, particularly uh, medication for anxiety and stuff like that in the past, uh, depression and stuff like that. And I've had mixed re mixed reviews and mixed results on it. And I feel like a lot of that stuff. Um, It's suspect. I, I just feel like a lot of it is is a money grab, and I feel like you know, um, just me going throughout my life and understanding uh, how to take care of myself, um, how to be healthy, um, a lot of the natural herbs and stuff that I that I take and stuff like that. I've had greater success with 
debt as opposed to actually taking medication, honestly. I mean, I'm not saying that should be the thing for everybody because some people, some people's situations and illnesses are are so severe that they do need to take medication. But I, you know, it's, it's it will always be this argument out there about why why isn't healthy eating, healthy um, being healthy, body body, mind, and soul isn't pushed more as opposed to taking medicine or getting the vaccine and of course you know it it is capitalism It's about making money these these companies want to make money i mean we we know we should know because the evidence is not like they're hiding it that politicians are in bed with these companies and vice versa so um and then what i always found interesting about the vaccine is that it won't prevent you from spreading it catching it you know it so it's like if people don't want to get it just don't you know it's no it's no point in shaming people because you know everybody is taking a personal risk whether they get the vaccine or not you having the vaccine may minimize your personal risk according to the study studies and what the doctors are saying CDC and all that other stuff, but in actuality, they also are saying that it won't prevent you from spreading it or catching it. You know, it, it it's all about a, a risk-benefit ratio. You know, individually, what are your risks? Uh, if you do get COVID without having a vaccine, you have, you know, pre-existing conditions, how severe are those pre-existing conditions and stuff like that. I feel as though that overall, I am a healthy human being. Um, I go to the doctor, get my physicals and stuff like that. Um, mentally, spiritually, I feel as though that I'm healthy enough to combat anything, you know, I work out, I take supplements, herbs, all that, drink tea, get my herbs through teas, through supplements, all that other type of stuff. I relatively eat healthy, you know. I keep. I try to keep it as balanced as I can. Not saying that I'm a vegan or a vegetarian, but I try to keep it as balanced as I can. Um, so it's just a thing of we just need to just all let people do what they want to do, <laughs> you know. Um, but I will say, you know, I'd rather if, if you feel as though that you want to get the vaccine and you've done your research and you still want to get it, then just go get it. And if if you've done your research and you choose not to get it, then, you know, it's just a thing. Just let people do what they want to do. <laughs> we all we all have some sort of risk with this. This disease out there. Excuse me. Burp too. You know, we we also know that the FDA FDA hasn't approved it yet, but they um they are in support. They were in support of the emergency rush of the vaccine being made and stuff like that. Um, there's been plenty of stories out there about some of the com companies, particularly Johnson and Johnson, they they passed track record 
um, stemming from, you know, their baby powder and people getting cancer. And then um, recently some other stuff has come out about um, the company who is actually producing the vaccine for Johnson & Johnson having a, a checkered past or a bad history. And it, it, it's always going to be some type of argument going back and forth. People be like, well, uh, supplements and herbs and stuff aren't are uh, approved by FDA and all that other stuff. We can go, you know, we can go back and forth all day long on who going to get the vaccine, who now, why is it approved, why it isn't, and all that other stuff. So it's just like, if you got the vaccine and you feel comfortable, just leave it alone. And if you didn't get the vaccine <laughs> and you feel comfortable, leave that shit alone. Because we've seen plenty of times where stuff that was approved by the FDA was still bad for you. Stuff that wasn't approved by the FDA was still bad for you. And vice versa, it was good for you. So, I mean, what can you do? <laughs> I mean, shoot, just thinking about, like, medicines in general. Back in the day, you know, they was using cocaine and opium and, and heroin, heroin <laughs> as medicines and stuff like that, you know? So... And it's arguments out there talking about some, you know, uh, it's best to do natural uh, supplements, natural herbs and stuff like that to keep healthy, healthy. And then people talk about some, well, the vaccine was created by natural stuff. Yeah, it may have, but it was it might be GMO. You know, it's the difference between organic and GMO. <laughs> so it's, it's all sorts of arguments. You can go back and forth all day long. So it's just about people making the decision for themselves and just being comfortable with it and shutting up. Seriously. Um, <sighs> mm, that Hennessy tastes so good. I don't know what's wrong with y'all. Y'all be tripping. <laughs> but, um, yeah, then you have the arguments out there about uh, the vaccine and how it um can uh mess with your mrna proteins and stuff like that um it can alter your genetic code and, and stuff um i'm not a scientist or anything but <laughs> you know that stuff is out there and when you i, I read a lot of stuff so, I mean, I can see where people who ha are nervous about, you know, having their uh, genetic code being altered and stuff like that based off the information that's out there. So, I mean, it is what it is. But what what I always look at as interesting is, and which is has been my biggest argument, uh, well, not argument, but my biggest um, thought and I, I talked about this with my barber a couple of weeks ago because when he brought it up, I was like, damn, that's the same thing that I've been thinking. Um, you, It's like, why, I just, I'm just like, why are people getting this vaccine? You haven't, you haven't been sick all year and you want to get a shot that's going to make you sick just so you won't get sick. It's like your immune system is already doing this job. So 
why why would I want since my immune system is already strong and is doing this job and everything like that, why would I want to put myself in a situation where I'm actually putting the the, <laughs> the disease in my system? It's like you you jump starting your system to get sick. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's just has been my thought about it lately. You know, people saying the people who don't get vaccinated or who are anti-vaxxers or against getting vaccinated, they're being selfish um, and all this other stuff. But then on the other hand, you can look at, well, y'all being selfish because y'all just getting this vaccine so y'all can go travel and go out, get out the house and go to restaurants and stuff like that. You know, so in in actuality, in actuality, <laughs> we're both being selfish because we wanted we're we're doing it for our personal reasons, for our selfish reasons. Like I said, this argument can go on all day long, back and forth, back and forth. That's why I've come to the point where I say I won't debate with nobody because it serves no purpose. Debating with nobody is just like a is a, a ego. You're just trying to stroke your ego type thing. Is no is is nothing that that can you can get out of debating. We can have a conversation, and I think that's people need to understand the difference between conversations and debates. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. But anyway, the CDC did come out and say that fully vaccinated people may travel. Which is interesting because people who have been traveling already. <laughs> so what are y'all talking about? <laughs> um, it's just like even the experts, their their um their guidance and their thoughts and stuff like that are changing up every five minutes. So it's like, what the hell do you believe? I mean, why do I need a vaccine passport to travel, but anybody can just hop over here anytime they want to, particularly uh, illegal aliens? It's just, it's just, it's a lot of contradictions and hypocrisy when it comes to this vaccine. When it comes to everything, honestly. <laughs> um, but that's the world we live in. That's the world we live in. I'm going to let that uh let that go. I said my piece. I'm really tired of hearing about it and uh nobody's going to shame me into getting the vaccine even though plenty of people have tried. <laughs> um but you know, just let people do what they want to do, have their decision, make their own decisions and it is what it is. Moving right along. And let's uh I know I mentioned Deshaun Watson. I don't know if it was last episode or what, but let me go into it uh, a little bit more. Uh, more news has come out about uh, Deshaun Watson's situation. If anybody don't know, Deshaun Watson is the starting quarterback of the NFL team, Houston Texans. Um, he recently signed a massive contract uh, making buku money, and he has asked to be traded from the Houston Texans. Um, he wants to get away from that team uh, because of the a lot of the personnel decisions that they have made. Um, basically, they 
they some trash and he want to get away from them <laughs> and they not doing nothing um <laughs> to help him out so he want to leave so recently you know uh a few allegations came out about him uh sexually assaulting massage therapists so this week i believe it was up to 19 um allegations and so far they're all civil but one was it this morning or yesterday um but somebody did file a a criminal complaint against him and now the Houston PD is being involved but i'm going to speak on specifically the um the sexual assault of the massage therapist and the 19 um civil allegations and 19 is is a lot 19 really is a lot and and I'm sitting here thinking like, damn, if it's been 19, then that mean this been going on for a minute and other people have known about this, particularly his team has known about this. You know, the people who um, run the team has have known about this and they have been keeping it quiet for a while. And I'm not trying to go off on no conspiracy theory type rant or anything like that. But since he wants to get away from the team, then they really don't care too much about um you know supporting him right now so i feel like that's an element in play that you know that the team may have known about some of these allegations for a while because what's inter- interesting is the lawyer who is representing these 19 women is friends with the owner of the Houston Texans. So I'm like, you put two and two together, what you got? But hearing all these allegations and in one story in particular, it was a it was one uh massage therapist who didn't file a civil suit with the lawyer. Um she did an article with Sports Illustrated and she went through some of uh she went through an incident that she had with him saying that you know he came in and um if anybody has gotten a massage before you know that they usually have it set up the massage uh bed or whatever it's called is it's set up with sheets on it and stuff like that and you get under the sheets and all that um it's your preference whether you want to get fully naked or not but she said that Deshaun, um, she alleged that Deshaun uh, requested using a towel, a single towel, instead of, you know, being under the sheets and stuff. And according to her, that in the midst of her giving him the massage, that he got aroused and uh, because he had a single towel that you, you, it would you will be able to see what was going on with his arousal, and <laughs> um, and I don't I don't remember if she said he made like some some comments, uh, or if he actually did something. But I know those are, those allegations are out there as far as both both those allegations are out there that he made he has made comments to some of the massage therapists as well as tried to get them to touch his his body part and or 
you know, um, give him a quote unquote happy ending. So just hearing it in and he hasn't been charged or gone to court or anything like that. So in, in essence, he is innocent until proven guilty. Well, from these allegations, I'm sitting here looking at it like this Bama, <laughs> this Bama got a fetish. He got a um, he got him a he got a fetish for you know getting his rocks off in the massage parlor. I mean, they actually have porn for this. They they have massage parlor porn for this. Where they where they have a Bama or a woman getting the massage and then boom, sex happens. <laughs> but um. It had me starting to think about the times that I've gotten uh, massages and stuff like that and how uncomfortable it was for me. And I wasn't even the massage therapist because being uncomfortable for me based off the simple fact because I didn't I didn't want to make the massage therapist, which has always been a woman, be uncomfortable. So, as I said, you know, you've gotten a massage before. Uh, you have the option of getting fully naked. Every time I've gotten a massage, I've never gotten fully naked. I've always had my boxers or my boxer briefs on because I didn't want to give them any thoughts that I was trying to imply any type of um, happy ending situation. <laughs> and it will always be uncomfortable for me when I will be getting my... my uh, legs massage particularly my upper my thighs my upper thighs and stuff like that because i didn't i did not want them to think anything like that i've never gotten aroused from a massage in any uh a professional massage i'll say i've never gotten aroused by any type of professional um massage but it i've always felt uncomfortable about getting the massage for that reason for this particular reason because i did not want to make First, I did not want to make them feel uncomfortable, and I didn't want to make them feel as though that, you know, I would be implying any type of <laughs> happy ending situation. <laughs> so this is a this is a crazy story right here, and it'll be interesting to see what the outcome is with it, particularly because even though Deshaun Watson has a lot of money, he's still a black man. Um, shoot, we've seen situations like this before with Bill Cosby, a lot of money, but still a black man. And we've seen plenty of times where white men have a lot of money, but they white and nothing happens to them. I mean, I discussed a few episodes ago about the Woody Allen docuseries that was on HBO and all the allegations against him. You have Harvey Weinstein. Um, you, you see this, we've seen this story before, the, the hypocrisy when it comes to a black person and a white person. So, you know, I will never discount anybody's story. You know, I always look at it like I, this. Is how I always say people always say is um, what they say is two, three sides to a story. I always say it's four sides to a story. You got the 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 two sides. You got the truth, and you got what can be proved. That's my fourth right there. What can you prove? Because people can be in the wrong all day long, lying, cheating, stealing whatever but if you can't prove it they're gonna get off and vice versa they 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 couldn't have done nothing but if you will prove a situation to 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 steer a perspective or a 
any type of perception some way, they will be looked at as guilty. So it will be interesting to see um, how this this situation pans out. Let me get a sip of my Hennessy. Mm-mm-mm. That Hennessy, good old Hennessy. Speaking of fetishes, let's get to this this topic right here. I heard that it, it it's gonna be a white boy summer this uh this year. Yes, a white boy summer. Um, courtesy of Chet Hanks, uh, son of Tom Hanks. He has been in in the uh, I guess the news. If you want to call it the news, it ain't been the, so much the mainstream news as opposed to the social media and celebrity news. But he's been in the news. He came out talking about some, um, it's about to be a white boy summer. Uh, if anybody don't know too much about Chet Hanks, um, I guess the important things to know about him is he um, he loves black culture, it seems, because he's always on social media uh, with a Jamaican accent and talking um, that stuff. Um, and I believe he has a black uh, baby. He has a child with a black woman. And he recently had a black girlfriend. And I know um, just off of social media, I've seen uh, him target messages and stuff to black women and certain black women just being romanticized by him (laughs) but um he has been in the news as i've stated and (laughs) what's funny um well I guess not this particular situation, but he got into an incident recently with his with his uh girlfriend, and there's been you know certain reports and allegations thrown out there about um he got into a physical altercation with her, and there's been reports that he called her a ghetto black um bitch um according to court a court order um, he's saying he's gonna blow her brains out and what else? Um, this particular girlfriend, um, it was put out there that uh, he's been contacting like other guys that are affiliated with rappers and stuff and asking them if they've been having a relationship or sex or anything with his girlfriend and stuff like that. So that part I thought was funny because if it's supposed to be a white boy summer and you all confident about that shit, why you why you uh being so insecure? <laughs> but um, yeah. So they usually, you know, the in the in the woke community, they usually call this the white bay agenda. So I thought this was interesting because you know, um. Why do we why do we go for this? Why do, why do we go for this um stuff? Why certain uh the black women who do who do go for this? Why do y'all go for for stuff like this? Um with with shit that this guy pulled. 
because this ain't nothing new. He's been doing this for a minute. And you see what he'll do anytime if if a line has been crossed. He going he gonna blast you on social media, make a live and accuse you of because uh, he accused his his ex girlfriend of uh threatening him with a knife and striking him and all that other stuff. It's just I don't I don't get it, but yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm just, <laughs> I want to say certain things, but I'm not going to say it right now. So, yeah, I'm just leaving it alone. But, yeah, I just thought that, I thought that story was interesting because um, the way I see it, that uh, as a black, as a black person, um, it can be very, um, it could be just based off of the history of um, white people accusing black people of doing things and black people being killed and hung and raped and all that off of it, you ha- I still feel like with certain dealing with certain white people, you have to be careful uh, with your dealing with your dealings with them because of situations like that. You know, it could be e- you can easily be demonized or lose your life based off of a white person accusing you of something whether you you did it or not so you know that's how i feel about it <laughs> i have a i have a clip um let me get into this clip i thought this i ran across this clip uh, a couple of days ago and i I thought it was interesting very interesting because it's something that i never heard before something that i don't think has ever been discussed before excuse me another burp i'm sorry let me pull the clip up would you go to therapy with your friend Mm, it depends maybe okay but probably not i'd rather just fight yeah, just fight. Get yeah, it over with. You, like, if it was just me and you, we just fight. Just fight. Yeah. yeah. Kiss you after. All right, that. See what I'm saying? See, that's why we'll never fight, though. Who, I don't who would win in a but fight I, between if, if me I and Charlamagne? <laughs> you didn't hear what he said to me. Okay. I, I heard what you just said. No, he said to me, we'll I fight. Heard, and all then I kiss heard after. was that you. See? I had just See? heard you say, let's get to the kiss. See what I'm saying? All I don't. All the other stuff ain't relevant. But. What the clip was about was um, how it started off. Uh, this is from the Breakfast Club. Um, DJ Envy asked Charlemagne, "Would you go to therapy with your friend?" And I thought that was I thought that was interesting because you don't you don't hear nothing like that. Um, and it ties into uh, what I'm going to be talking about next. But um, it had me thinking, like, would I go to therapy with a friend? And I'm thinking to myself, probably not. Um, how would that even go? And what would what would be so detrimental in a friendship that you would have to go to therapy for? And the only thing that I could come up with is if y'all, if if the two friends or the group of friends are in business together, and it and whatever strain or whatever. Is causing a rift in the the friendship would hurt the business, which is the friend's livelihood, taking if taking care of their family and stuff like that. 
But outside of that, I wouldn't see like no reason to actually go to therapy um, with your friend. I could be wrong, you know. I'm a, you know, I'm a big uh, fan of therapy. Um, yeah, couples therapy. If you're in a relationship, you know, a romantic relationship with anybody, but a relation, uh, going to therapy for, with a friend, and the only thing that I can come up with is, yeah, if y'all, if you two are in business, um, maybe if it's uh, a situation where it's a man and woman and they have a child together and they consider themselves friends because the relationship didn't work out. Yeah. But if it's like a, a a group of guys or a group of women that are friends and they go into therapy. Um, I know we've seen, I've seen, matter of fact, now that I'm talking about it, I've seen it before on TV on uh, girlfriends. Everybody know how much I love girlfriends. I've seen it with uh, girlfriends with, uh, Joan and Tony going to therapy together. I believe they went to like a one session together or two sessions, something like that. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I can see, yeah, it can only have to be with business. But if you feel like your friendship is that important to your life, I I won't sit here and say I'm opposed to it or anything like that. I mean, because it's, it's your life and it's, it's what you need to, um, it's, it's your decision. I do feel as though um, a a lot of people are codependent on their friends. Um, I've spoken about that before. A lot of friends uh, handling their friendship the same way that they handle their romantic relationships and that being totally two different things. But, um, yeah, I don't don't see no other reason, honestly. Um, I guess my view has always been on it like if if the friendship don't work out, you just move on and you'll find another friend. If the friendship is that solid, then things will work themselves out. Um, I know uh, just my personal experiences that it could be difficult uh, having a friendship with people if uh, people have uh, underlying uh issues going on inside themselves and them projecting it on you i mean i've been on both sides of it where i've done it and uh felt it um so mm, the reason uh i i mean i thought it was interesting anyway because you know i'm uh big on uh being an advocate for mental health so i won't sit here and say that people shouldn't do it you you know if if it's good if it will if it will benefit uh, your mental health in a positive way, do it. Um, but I don't, I I don't, I haven't been in a situation in my life right now, or I don't see a situation in my life right now where I feel as though that I would need to go to therapy with a friend. Um, but that ties into uh, something that has been uh, kind of like news. Um, in the celebrity world as well as the podcast world um with Joe with the Joe Budden podcast and uh if anybody don't know listen to Joe Budden podcast um it w- it was Joe Budden and he would have two co-hosts um which he considered his friends and uh recently uh they haven't been on the show and um in particular he um, 
he told one of the co-hosts to take some time away from the show. And the other co-host um, decided to boycott based off of that. Um, he didn't feel he didn't agree with uh, Joe telling that co that co-host to take some time off. Um, so he boycotted. And just going hearing uh, Joe Budden's side of it, and and then hearing some of the the rumors uh, that was centered around it, we haven't heard anything from the the other co-hosts as far as their side of the story. But pretty much, it's basically like a miscommunication, misunderstanding, and probably a situation where there is some animosity and resentment toward um, Joe and one of the co-hosts, um, and that's basically been um the main thing behind it i mean there's other stuff that ties into that but i don't feel this need that i don't feel the need to go into all of that um but just with me having the experience of being in a group podcast um when i first heard all of this going on and all of the stuff that was entailed into it um, from Joe's perspective and outside of it with rumors of what, you know, actually caused it. I was like, damn, that, like, just overall the 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 broad details of it with, it, with the miscommunication, misunderstanding, and people uh, misinterpreting things and, you know, based off of their own perspectives and stuff like that, resentment, animosity, like, I mean, that's nothing new. When you're dealing with, with groups, that is, that is, you have the potential for that to happen. And my experience, that, it, that can happen. But what's funny about it, like, he's invited new people on, his, on the show, on the podcast, and the show has been actually better <laughs> And which in turn shows that, you know, that there may have been some resentment, animosity or whatever going on for a while because of the flow of the show. Um, and they don't know if the new the co-hosts are coming back and if they not, and they, they could be potential even with the new guys for something similar to happen. And just based off of, you know, the track record that Joe Budden has had with his attitude and how he handles situations that, you know, is some people feel as though it's bound to happen with anybody because of his track record in certain situations. But I found that interesting, you know, uh, in relation to the, the clip that I just played and the discussion about friends going to therapy and how, um, just based on my experience, um, these situations are bound to happen when there's some sort of resentment, animosity, um, some sort of if people aren't dealing with the the stuff that they're going through in their their personal lives and projecting it on other people, um, people being too involved into other people's lives and their decisions, people not speaking up enough because they they don't like quote-unquote confrontation they don't want to speak their mind or speak you know their their uh their views or throw out suggestions and stuff like that because they're uh, maybe afraid or they don't want to rub somebody the wrong way uh 
being clicked up in groups, having clicks, certain people being closer to others and or certain people being alpha males in the group and certain people being not being that way, certain people following certain people, you know, it, you can have all this stuff mixed in when it comes to groups because, you know, everybody um, is different. Everybody sees things different. Everybody has different things going on in their lives, feelings, emotions, people not dealing with their emotions and stuff like that. And, you know, it's just it's just a, a could be so much of a mixture of things, particularly when uh, – when it comes to guys, black black men, we don't communicate very well. We all it'll be situations where we assume that people should just know or feel the same way, and it just doesn't work out that way because everybody is different. You know, people not you know respecting other people's um, feelings, emotions, or ideas and stuff like that. It's just like a you have a gumbo of issues going on if if people aren't like uh emotionally or mentally mature or just mature period to you know have certain conversations or deal with certain things properly um so i just thought that was interesting that that particular clip topic about friends going to therapy and then that situation going on with with uh the joe button podcast and then my experience um with my group podcast and stuff that has gone down with with that this year and just over the years since we we've we've done it and stuff um it's, it's a sad situation but i mean you got to keep moving got to keep moving so moving along i got another clip and this particular clip right here i didn't even listen to the clip uh when i was doing my show prep so um i just saw the uh the title over the clip and I thought it would was interesting and I thought that it would relate to this show. So I am going I am going to go through it, discuss it blindly. Yes, blindly. So bear with me. Alright, let me let me find a clip. Okay, the title of this clip um is from a podcast called Social Proof Podcast. And um Um, the title of the podcast, I mean, yeah, the title of this particular topic is, is your husband supposed to be your best friend? And as I say, I didn't listen to the, uh, to the clip, so I'm going through it blindly right now. So let's pull it up. So your husband actually said something to me that I would never repeat to my wife because I don't know I don't think she would take it the way he said it so what okay. he said was it, we were talking about like you know like a friendship and he said um, my wife is not my best friend mm -hmm. he said my I have a best I have best friends like we go yeah. kick it we play football stuff like that yeah and he said um, if if I tell my wife that she's my best friend it creates a different level of expectation. Yes. Then there's like comparison between, oh, you do this with your best mm -hmm. friend, and then why not that? And mm -hmm. he's like, yo, I tell her straight up, yep. you are not my best friend. 
I can't say that to my wife because she would yeah. punch me. And, and I cussed him out when he told me that. But let me tell you why. Because I had that expectation. I thought my husband was supposed to be my everything. So I put this pressure on him to be my best friend, be my lover, be my everything I want. I go to you. He just, he, he's a human being. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you're my spouse, but at the same time, my sister, my best friend. Yeah. When I really think about it, it sounds cute to say my husband is my best friend. Yeah. And I'm not saying couples aren't best friends. There are some out here. But don't put that unrealistic expectation or unnecessary pressure on him playing that role yeah. when he don't have to. Y'all can be the best of friends. But at first position, he's your husband. Yeah. She's your wife. So, yeah, I, I mean, once I realized that and I started understanding, I'm like, you know what? You're absolutely right, Derek. I just wanted it to sound good. I'm married mm. to my best friend. Yeah. Y'all been dating six months. I'm marrying my best friend. How? <laughs> How are you marrying your best friend after six months? But, okay. I mm. mean, you know, it is I'm going to figure out a way to say it and explain so it. So you I must feel that way. Wait, 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 wait. You feel that way. I don't feel like we're best friends. I feel and like there's we're... nothing wrong with that. And, I, yeah, I can't, I can't uphold that. You feel me? Like, I can't. So she expects you to be her best friend? Maybe. I don't know. I, no, I, when he said it, I was like, ah, oh, that's something I can't say. I don't know. You know what? Maybe I'm not giving her a bit of a death. She have might be okay with it. Like, Yo, you right. know what? You're right. Right. She may have her own best friend, but have that conversation because yeah. that's where the expectations and unreal. Yeah, that was a good clip, honestly. Um, I'm, I'm shocked. Um, I, should, I wish I would have listened to it earlier before I started recording so I could, you know, think about it some more. But, uh, yeah. And that that goes back to what I was saying about um with friends looking with friends um conducting their their friendships the same way they do their rom- their romantic relationships. All relationships are different. Um so we have to treat them different and like they were saying in the clip um All best friends are different. All best friend, uh, all relationships are different when it comes to those labels. And I think we get so caught up into labels, the labels of of relationships and how relationships should go. We get caught up into the, those relationship goals, whether it be friendships, uh, rom- platonic relationships, romantic relationships, all that. We get caught up into relationship goals. Every relationship should be conducted differently because there's a different person, and. Yeah, I absolutely do think that you should be best friends with your significant other, whether they are your girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife. You know, we we gotta get out of we gotta get we we gotta get away from getting so caught up into these labels, and you know, because that's that's where it messes so much stuff up, man. Be so worried about relationship goals, what we see on uh, social media, celebrities, and stuff like that. Um, but I do think it's like your significant other should be your best friend. They don't have to be the same best friend, or you shouldn't. You don't have to have the same f- relationship with them as you do with your your male best friend, or if you, or even if you have a a a, a f- best friend that's a woman. You know, it's not the same thing. You know, you you enjoy certain people based off of who they who they are authentically if they're presenting themselves authentically you enjoy them for that particular purpose you know but as i said we get so caught up into the labels relationship goals and all that other stuff we thinking that you should do everything the same way that you like like they said in the clip so i hang out with with my boys and do this 
do this play pool with them, play ball, uh, hang in my man cave with them. So my lady should look at it like, well, she should be doing the same thing with me. Uh, no. I mean, I enjoy doing this stuff with you. I enjoy going on dates with you, going bowling with you or whatever. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that I wouldn't enjoy having you in the man cave playing pool or hanging out, watching the movie and stuff like that. But I would prefer to do this with you because it makes me feel I enjoy, you know, it makes me feel better. Or I enjoy doing this particular aspect of our relationship together as opposed to hanging out with the guys drinking, uh, smoking cigars, or just sitting around watching sports or some, you know, some type of BS. So, yeah, I thought that, that was a real good, that was a good one. That was a real good clip. Um, now, this one right here, this clip right here, I'm almost done. Um, what are we about? Uh, okay, we're... An hour and eight minutes into the show. So I got um, a couple more topics and we're in the show. This clip right here. Um, excuse me. It's another burp. I am another burp. <sighs> Let me. Uh, so your husband actually. Oh, my fault. I'm trying to find the clip. So your husband Um, I didn't mean to do that. Bear with me one second. I apologize. Trying to find the clip. All right. Let me take another sip of Hennessy while I pull the clip up. Ah. Hennessy and Coke, one of the great duos, one of the best duos since Jordan and Pippen. Yes, indeed. All right, let me go to the clip right here. Let me start it from the beginning. Hey, I'm I'm excited um for tomorrow. My uh, parents going to be frying some fish. Tomorrow uh, is Easter, so my parents going to be frying some fish and stuff. Ain't nothing like some fried fish. Especially that fried fish, as soon as they come out to fry them, you ain't got to put nothing on it. You ain't got to put no hot sauce, no tartar sauce, no vinegar, nothing on it. You just eat that junk. Can't wait. All right, let me pull the clip up. Here we go. I believe in cheating respectfully. I never tell my man, like, oh, you can go cheat on me. So cheating respectfully to me is cheating where I don't find out, is having control over your other women, is using condoms and not having babies. Like, cheat respectfully because, believe it or not, your man is cheating. But I'm not leaving my man over a one-night stand with a period. I will only leave my man for three re three things. You bring me home an STD, you have a baby on me, or if you gay. Everything else is work outable for me. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> that was the clip. Uh, um, I went back and forth as whether I was going to even uh, u use the clip during the show, but I decided to go ahead with it because of uh, how it relates to um, last week's topic with Derek Jackson and his infidelity uh, with his wife, and of course, this, this uh, particular episode being about relationships. 
there is a lot of people who who uh feel that way, particularly women. Um and what I thought was interesting about the topic was, as I've said um before, um my former therapist was a woman, right? And I remember uh actually talking to her about um my instance of my the time that I cheated and how um how I felt how I felt about it, you know, um and you know, we was talking about, you know, um the reasons behind it, uh some of the 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 personal uh struggles that I was having within myself, uh, from my childhood and stuff like that. And I was talking to her about, you know, how how bad I felt about doing it and, you know, saying how um why, you know, questioning in myself why am I why am I like this? Why am I making uh dumb decisions like this, stuff like that. And she surprised me. Although she did, she was giving good advice and, you know, you know, uh, talking about how um, it deals with my my self-worth, my self-value, my self-confidence and stuff like that. And the things that I've gone through um, in my childhood with not receiving certain things uh, from my mom and, you know, just on the the feminine feminine side of things and how I was trying to. basically uh fill a void by uh doing certain things or seeking certain attentions and stuff like that but then she surprised the hell out of me when she came out and she was like you know uh but people always look at it when they're not people always take uh cheating too seriously when they're not married and that surprised me when she said that Particularly, it surprised me because she, you know, she was a woman and she was a black woman. It surprised the hell out of me. And I was like, it kind of took me aback when we was having that session. It was probably like one of the last sessions I had with her. But it took me back because I was just like, um, on the surface level, on the surface level, like, it shocked me. But on a deeper level... A deeper level being as though uh spiritual as such um I understood what she was she was what she was trying to say what she was trying to relate to me um but yeah that was that's that was crazy but say I'm saying all that to say is that you know um actually the person who uh was who said that in the in the clip She's a quote-unquote um, reality TV star. And I'm saying that all that to say to, you know, piggyback off of the last episode and just in general with the whole relationship goal stuff and people being romanticized with celebrities and just the whole idea of relationship goals and stuff like that is that, you know, things... You know, you have these relationship goals and you you so romanticize with celebrities and these reality TV stars and stuff like that. But they be on some other stuff. They be on some other stuff that you claim that you not on. But then but you still be so romanticized with them. But soon as something hits the fan or as the title of the episode say, soon as it folds. 
there ain't no more relationship goals. <laughs> so, you know, just that's just what I thought about it. So I I remember like the first season of my podcast, season one. Um, we're in season three now. Season one, I did a, a, a episode when I specifically talked about uh, celebrity worship. And I'm trying to think of the name of that episode. Um, but yeah, we do. And just me being me being heavily on Twitter lately over the years, over the past year and a half, like people really just like be going crazy, be romanticized and worshiping celebrities. I mean, like the ultimate, ultimate celebrity, you could say, is Beyonce. And we seen her situation with Jay-Z. So I'm just like, but people still continue to be romanticized and and entranced and worship these celebrities and their relationships and stuff. Okay, the 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 uh, title of that episode season one was titled who do you believe in and that was i talked about celebrity worship and extreme fandom yeah um that was a good that was a fun episode okay moving on so basically what what started this this whole episode and i'm not gonna get in too much into it because it's basically um i don't know too much about these two people in the first place or <laughs> or what the hell is going on but the rapper Quavo from uh the group the rap group Migos and his girlfriend Sweetie recently a video of them came out having a a tussle or altercation in the elevator we always get these crazy uh domestic violence abuse videos in the elevator it's something about it must be some some uh um type of underlying uh message with elevators and domestic violence and i don't know but yeah we always get these things so quavo the video started out with quavo and uh sweetie uh basically tussling um i believe i saw sweetie swing on him and then he uh was trying to grab something out of her hand and he basically threw her into the elevator through her heart too. It looked like her back hit the wall and she was just sitting on the floor after that. And then the elevator opened and then they got up and stuff. Recently they came out and, and made a statement about it and said it happened over a year ago. Um, cause they, they did break up, uh, recently. And they said that that particular incident, the elevator incident happened a year ago. And that was just, um, part of the reason why they uh, broke up. It wasn't the main reason. But, you know, of course, like I said, celebrity worship and all this other stuff. So that was the only thing that was uh, happening on social media pretty much all all week, um, week and a half. Um, so that's it all ties into everything that I'm, you know, I've been talking about relationship goals, people um, being infatuated, romanticized, um, just worshiping celebrities or whatever people People was loving this relationship. They was loving this relationship. This was relationship goals. They was loving the way that they was looking, all the stuff that they was posting, all of that. But then as soon as all this stuff happened, Quavo is is all types of things when it comes to women. Uh, Some women. uh, Some men. uh, Sweetie. um, 
is this type of thing uh Quavo didn't really abuse her he didn't hit her all that other stuff um they was just having a tug of war uh any man who believed that Quavo didn't abuse uh Saweetie y'all full of shit and I don't want to hear nothing from y'all I'm following y'all I'm blocking y'all vice versa we going back and forth again you know it's just it it's like we get so caught up into in into this bullshit particularly you know, when it comes to black community, black celebrities, we just infatuated when it comes to celebrities for some reason. Um, yeah, so like I said, relationship goes until it folds. I'm going to end. Um, I got this last clip. This last clip um, I thought was very interesting. And, and just thinking about the culmination of all the stuff when it comes to relationships, arguments, abuse, uh having uh, mental health issues, cheating, all this other stuff. And then you'll have a situation where you have this type of feeling right here. My past relationships were a sprinkling of everything, men and women. I don't know how to do this. And because of that, when things get rough, I go back into my safe place, my music and my ministry. I want to lay down next to somebody that's going to be with me for the rest of my life. I really do. I miss the fact that I did not have the family unit that I could lay next to my spouse with my baby on my chest and be the quintessential dad that raises up a family like I saw in my dreams and I wanted in my heart. So never having a long-term relationship in my life and never being married, my things, I chalked that up. I'm going to probably be alone for the rest of my life as far as a mate is concerned. That was uh, Donnie McClurkin. And we, and I'm not going to say everybody, but, you know, if you're familiar with Donnie McClurkin, you know that um, he... Uh, at one point came out and said that he was uh he was gay and then a few years later he he came out and said that you know he was delivered and um not to be funny he was delivered and he's no longer homosexual and stuff like that so that's why in the clip he was talking about you know uh men and women but i i i heard this clip and i was just like damn excuse me i felt bad for him you know because um, I feel like that's a feeling that everybody everybody knows. I truly do. I, well, I ain't going to say everybody. But just seeing things on social media, talking to people and stuff like that, a lot of people are um, have this particular feeling. They are afraid of relationships. They feel as though they have no hope. Um, in relationships and just as I said a culmination of you know dealing with so much stuff dealing with uh cheating um dealing with some sort of hurt trauma pain um not dealing with uh your your mental mental health uh having childhood trauma bringing that into relationships and self-sabotaging all of that like it's a culmination of things to, to lead to what Donnie McKirkland said. And it's it's funny because I didn't plan on having that the last 
the last clip. It just happened that way. And it's crazy because all the things that I've talked about, well, not all the things, majority of things I talked about on the show, uh, having issues with friendships, having issues and, you know, romantic relationships. Like, and that's why I said on the last episode, a lot of people claim, you know, when, when these situations happen with, with the cheating scandals or the betrayals and the, the domestic violence and stuff, everybody always got something to some some righteous thing to say as if they never gone through it or they don't know anybody that have gone through it and then i always look at it as well not always recently i've looked at it as though since being in therapy that we don't truly know how to be in relationships we don't we don't know how to conduct ourselves in relationships we feel as though everything is 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 black and white that once you get into a relationship, everybody, you supposed to have the you supposed to have this this general line of respect, love, affection, or whatever, and that's supposed to apply to everybody that you come in contact with on the relationship side, communication, all of that, and it's not that way because everybody is different. Some people may look at something disrespectful. And another person don't look at it as disrespectful. And so we got to stop putting these blanket statements out there that every every relationship that you deal with has to be a certain way because everybody is different. And we haven't been taught that. We haven't been taught that. A lot of us haven't been taught that from our parents. A lot of stuff is generational stuff that's been passed down, uh, certain traumas that we've gone through in our childhood. Everything starts from the childhood, like, I, like I've always been saying. But then when it comes down to it, we have uh, school systems and stuff like that. Not saying that the school system should be teaching this, but they should be teaching this, <laughs> honestly. But when you think about if we want to go off on conspiracies and stuff like that, basically the school system gets us ready to be basically slaves to them, slaves to the workforce or slaves to whatever, whatever uh, plot or plan that they have to to keep us uh in line or to do what they need us to do need or want us to do you know because it's a lot of things that we should be being taught in school like how to deal with our mental health deal in relationships communications and all that you don't really get to the get to those things until you get to if you decide to go to college where you'll have a communications class or you'll have a psychology class and stuff like that. You don't you don't really deal with all this stuff. They basically get being in school gets you ready for the workforce. But I digress. Like I said, we don't know how to be in relationships. A lot of people fooling their fucking selves, being trying to act all righteous and stuff to act like they know it all. Um, but we have a lot of work to do, and some people gonna do it, and some people aren't. So it's as simple as that. Um, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> um, let me see what I'm gonna play. Okay, this yeah, I'm gonna play some Marvin Gaye. So because um, it was the anniversary of his death as well as his birthday. If anybody don't know Martin Luther King, I say Martin Luther King. <laughs> That's what I get for paying attention to the TV or having the TV on while I'm recording. So Marvin Gaye. He was killed. He was shot and killed by his father on April Fool's Day, April 1st, uh, 1984. 
And what's always interesting, uh, when I talked to my when I've talked to my parents about it, they always said when that when he was killed that everybody thought it was a joke because it was April Fool's Day, but it wound up being true. And the crazy thing about it is he was killed the day before his birthday, which was April 2nd. So if anybody don't know, I got Marvin Gaye on my wall down in, in the uh, Boom Boom Room, Rips Boom Boom Room. Uh, I feel like Marvin Gaye is the greatest singer ever. <laughs> he is the GOAT to me. Uh, so I'm going to play uh, one of my favorite songs of Marvin Gaye. That that wasn't the song. My bad. <laughs> that wasn't the song. I thought I was clicking on the album. But, yeah, I love Marvin Gaye. I love his music. Um, let me find a song that one of my favorite songs of Marvin Gaye. It's funny because when I first started this podcast, I was playing a Marvin Gaye song as my intro. It was the Trouble Man, Trouble Man uh, song as my intro. Uh, the humble beginnings. <laughs> um, I have a lot of a lot of uh, favorite Marvin Gaye songs, but uh, this this is one that I I really want to play right now. This is titled "You Sure Love to Ball" by Marvin Gaye. This is a Taste to Consider podcast. I'm your host Dirk Silver. Catch me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, also, greatestiamblog.com, Instagram, greatest.i.am.blog. Also, Instagram, a taste to consider podcast. And let's get to the song. It sounds so smooth. Don't you agree? <laughs> let's go. You sure love to bowl, Marvin Gaye. Let's go. Uh. Oh, baby, please turn yourself around. Oh, baby, so I can love you, girl. Oh, baby, I'll make you feel so good. Oh, sure, just like you want. Can't help but sing. I love this song. Uh. This is Marvin Gaye. You should love the ball. Say sick and the podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. 
like, share, download. I appreciate all the love and support. Climb the walls, baby. You should let it fall. After the show in, I'ma blast this in the boom boom room. Make love to this song right here. The song four minutes long. Give you the best four minutes of your life on this song. <laughs> song is you sure love to ball off the let's get it on album i got visions of chocolate syrup caramel some baby oil you know That might just be the Hennessy talking. You know, you know how that dog looker do. Taste to consider podcast.